Wow, I try. I reached very far, and far. that went nowhere. As, we will yeah. see if that gets edited out or not. See most you on likely. the on the flip side, most yeah. likely. This is barely forecasting, featuring Tabin and Injured Nerves audio production. Well, hello everyone. Hello everybody out there. Everything in the, that listens to us in the Podiverse. In the Podiverse. I am Barely Normal, and with me again is... Hello, my name is Tabin, and I am a pup. Bark, bark. It's so wonderful for any of you furs that are listening right now. Thank you so much for doing so. And how are you doing today, Tabin? I'm, I'm doing uh, really good. Thank you. It's uh, been a really busy last few days, and um, I feel really bad because there's some furs that have been trying to talk to me, and I've just been having to ignore them, and I feel so bad, but there it is. Remember every fur that tries to talk to Tabin. He's not ignoring you. He's a busy pup. It turns, so, yes. We, he will get to you eventually. Eventually, mm-hmm. which is Spanish for in the end. Really? <laughs> Actually, oh. that's that's a reference to a Faulty Towers episode. Oh, oh okay. I know. Do you oh, remember right. that? Manuel, I do now, yes. Yes, Manuel. Eventually. It's the um, episode where uh, Basil Faulty goes to place a bet on the horse named Dragonfly, and he's trying to tell... Manuel mm. to to forget it and Manuel's like eventually and he's like what are you talking about it's like in the end no I want you to forget it now now and, and it's just really great anyway <laughs> I really it's recommend cool. that episode for any fur that hasn't seen Faulty Towers yet eventually <laughs> what eventually Tabe and I have a question for you you do? I see in our show notes, there's a thing called egg timer. I don't know what that means. Oh, yes, the, the egg timer. So uh, last week, I don't remember if it was during the recording or after the recording, I mentioned something about working out on the egg timer. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's not that exciting of a story, but everyone does wonder what I mean when I say I was on the egg timer. Once upon <laughs> a time, my my husband, he was, uh, you know, working out at the gym a lot. I mean, he still likes to work out, but working out at the gym a lot. One of his favorite things to use was the elliptical. I could not, for whatever reason, for the life of my fluff, remember the word elliptical. So the first, when I was trying to refer to it at some point when I was going to ask him, oh, did you work on the, and I couldn't remember the name. So uh, egg timer, again, it's the egg timer you like, right? And he was like, <laughs> no, but okay. And so now I work out on the egg timer. Ah. In fact, if you go to my YouTube, I have a video somewhere down there of this pup working out on, um, I have an egg timer at home. And so you can see a video of this pup working out on the egg timer, actually. That explains it. You have strange names for things. <laughs> I've been told that before. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. I am a strange name for things. You are. Well, Tabin is a strange name. I will give it that. So the other thing I see in our show notes are a bit of trivia. Is that something that uh, you put in there? That is something I put in there. I'm just sneaking up. Okay. I have a bit of trivia. So it turns out that, you know, the Philippines and Filipino and all that and all that stuff, it's spelled different ways to refer to different things. So mm-hmm. one way it's spelled is with a PH and the other is with an F. And you might have seen mm-hmm. it spelled both ways. Do you happen to know why it's spelled two different ways, barely? I believe it refers to two different countries. It actually refers to the same country. Okay. This uncertainty in the spelling is due to the intertwined history of three languages. Spanish, English, and Filipino, spelled with an F, Filipino. Okay. The country we call the Philippines, PH, today 
is a collection of about 7,100 islands in the Southeast Asia, in the Southeast Asia, in Southeast Asia, that was once a colony of the Spanish Empire. No one expects a Spanish Inquisition. Isn't that exciting and wonderful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This mm-hmm. is not building to a joke. This is actually true. Oh, I, okay. I swear. Oh, okay. I, I, I could see, I could hear you just saying, okay, what, where is he going with this? But mm-hmm. no, this is oh, actually yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. When the Spaniards arrived in the early 1500s, there was no single nation united under one name, but rather many autonomous chiefdoms, each Mm -hmm. with its own name and leader. The Spaniards called various parts of the archipelago by various names, uh, such as Newcastle, the Spanish East East Indies, St. Lazarus, and others. But eventually they settled on one name for all the islands, Las Alas Filipinas, spelled with an F. Okay. The name was given to honor their prince, Philip, P-H-I-L-I-P, who eventually became King Philip II. Anglos might remember, <laughs> Anglos <laughs> might remember Anglo. him as the Anglos, that's what it says. Anglos, they, hey, I'm an Anglo. Are you <laughs> an angry rem- Anglo? <laughs> I'm an angry Anglo, and I glow. <laughs> Because of my Anglo-ness, I guess. Anglos might remember him as the king who sent his armada to attack Queen Elizabeth's England in 1588. Uh, Philip, comes from the Spanish Philippe, F-E-L-I-P-E. Philippines, with a P-H, is the English name for the country. While Filipinas, with an F, is both the Spanish and Filipino, which is a language, named for the Philippines. The people are called Filipinos with an F in English, Spanish, and Filipino. So there you go. Okay. Anyway, that was trivia that I thought was interesting, and I definitely did not own any of that. Well, I'm going to move us right into our media section. Media. We are we are going to try five minute furs again today, and that will be happening here shortly. I finished the boys. Wow, there's Was just it? a whole lot of psycho psycho psychologically wacko things going on oh, in that show. Nice. Wow. So, did it end violently too? Yes. You wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> nothing less. Nothing less. No. I went back and started. I picked up watching few the last few episodes of Grace and Frankie. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love that show. And it's a nice show, and it's fun. Yeah. And then, of course, the new season of Young Sheldon started this month. So, Oh, it did? I did not know that. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'll have to, I'll definitely check that out. Uh, of course, last week we mentioned the comic strip called House Pets, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was trying to catch up on them. I am now up to the year 2011, so nice. I only have... I only have nine years to go. Nine years to go. (laughs) But last week you had, what, 11 years or something? Yeah, at the very beginning. So Two years went went by by in Mm -hmm. a week. That's uh, quite scary and amazing at the same time. One of the things I find fascinating about his comic strip is that he comes into a storyline mid-story. So there's no premise or pre-anything to the storyline. All of a sudden it's just, you know... They're talking about things that happened, and it's like, wait a minute. And I go back, it's like that was never even mentioned That's before. What, okay, <laughs> so he just jumps right into the storyline as if it's almost like Every, he had the whole thing in his brain, and he put down the panels on the on the computer. But, but we have no idea. Story, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that was there. So, 
Oh, so it's yes. kind of fun. fun you kind of fill yeah. in the blanks on that. But that's uh, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been watching and reading. How about you? Uh, so I've continued watching Shooter. Still, still really good. Um, finished the season. I think season three of Young and Hungry. There's still more seasons out. But um, like that show. Have you heard of the show called, I mean, it's a movie called Odd Thomas back in 2014. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a supernatural thing. It started out like it might be interesting, but I think I fell asleep because I really don't remember anything about it. It got a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, so maybe there's a reason I don't remember anything about it. (laughs) I remember the name, and I thought when it came on, I thought, oh, that might be a fun thing to watch, but I don't think I ever watched it. Yeah, it it does look like it should be a fun thing, and it does have some good reviews, but overall, it, it turned out to be not... That exciting. But I do have some exciting, uh, they're media items because it's, it's kind of in the new stuff, but it's not furry. So so you know how, you know, artificial intelligence and technology is like going crazy these days. You've probably heard about the self-driving cars that they're trying to make. Well, I read in the news just the other day that they, they did it. Forget where, but uh, some company actually did it. They got a self-driving car. It didn't go far, but they programmed um, a route for it to go and went out on a highway. I don't know if it went out the freeway or not, but you know, it, it did mm-hmm. stuff. It stopped at lights and it came back and it was, it was all great. The the only bad, well, not bad. I won't say the only problem spot thing that happened was the poor car was so stressed out at the end because he had a hard drive. Oh no, but, but, but oh. in other news, but in other news, there, there was this big orange orange juice company out um, out south, I think. And um, a worker was fired. I mean, it happens. Um, and he got fired from this orange juice company for kind of the typical reason. He had a lack of concentration. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to post the link for Five Minute Furs now. <laughs> okay. But, but I, I want to let you know that a friend was actually reading the news with me at this time. And so he saw orange juice and so got on oranges for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And uh, so he asked me, what rhymes with orange? And I said, uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so here we go. Five minute furs for fun. Five minute furs for fun. Let's see if anybody logs in. What rhymes with orange? No, it <laughs> sure doesn't. I mean, oh, come on. Wow. How, what that school was... did you go to? Well, hello, careful subwoofer. Oh. Hello. That's that's what it came up on your screen is careful subwoofer. Woofer. Oh, that's amazing that it came up like that. I couldn't have picked I couldn't have picked a better name. I mean, because you're a woofer, so that just makes sense. That must mean you're under things because you're a subwoofer. Despite the name that came up on the screen, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I am Jay the Fulski. Jay the Fulski. Well, welcome to Five Minute Furs for Fun. Hi there. Well, happy to be here. Yeah, you're you're kind of a new fan, I think, aren't you? Well, I'm a fan of Taven's YouTube channel. I oh, thank I'm you so kind much. Of, yeah, no problem. You you deserve the love. Yay! I I love puppy loves. Well, that that's exciting. <laughs> it's glad to know that there's some fur out there that watches those. So where are you from? I am from the Bay Area. I'm a native, close, really close to San Francisco in the East Bay. Okay, nice. nice. So do you go to like FC and stuff? Uh, yes, FC is definitely my local con, and BLFC very much so. And I also go to PodCon. Oh, okay. And what, uh, BLFC is like, what, four hours from you or something? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a so good, that's nice. That's not a yeah. bad drive. Four hours is nothing. 
No, we uh, we drive, and by we, I mean barely drives this pup <laughs> for 10 hours to get to BLFC and nine hours to get to FC. So, yeah, the four hours is pretty nice. Yeah, that drive up to Oregon and the Washington, too, is quite the drive, too. It is. It's not bad, though. I mean, it's it's all freeway if you want to stay on the freeway. If you want to get off the freeway, it takes a lot longer. It's prettier, but it takes it a lot is longer. Pretty. So have you uh, heard any of the episodes before? I had just finished binging all of your episodes. Oh, no. <laughs> that's like, what, 31 of them or something? That's that's mm-hmm. a lot of good binging right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I just got a new job that allowed me to actually listen to podcasts because I actually knew about the Barely First ca- Forecasting for quite a while since I think when you started it. And nice. I oh, just I never had time. Yeah, I okay. never had time to watch. And the fact that you've heard all of the puppisodes and you still want to be here, that's thank you so much. That's amazing. <laughs> oh no, you're you're quite amazing. I love your jokes. You know, you always you gave me some laughter. It's really awesome to actually hear you like talk about good. your math and you know, give me some stories. It's really good. So what do you do for your current employment opportunity? Well, I currently work in San Francisco uh, doing security for the corporate offices of Williams-Sonoma, like Pottery Barns and stuff like that. And me and a bunch of supervisors help coordinate a bunch of security officers for all of their uh, main corporate buildings. Oh, wow. Is there a lot of uh, espionage going on for the pottery and stuff? I mean, a lot of San Francisco ins and a lot of... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you when you've got the really perfect um, gray jar to hold your flowers, and you really got it, so you, I'm going to steal that right now. So you got to be careful. <laughs> you may steal away, pupper boy. It's high stakes business with this pup because. I like steak. <laughs> he is a canine. He is a meat eater. Yes, indeed. So what else can you tell oh, us yeah, about it? What uh, Do you have a fursuit? Do you have a fursona? All that kind of stuff. I am still waiting in queue to get my first fursuit. So hopefully I'll be joining that club very soon here. I've been waiting quite a while. So hopefully you'll be able to see me pretty soon. And I won't be scared enough to hug you at a con sometime because I've always been yeah. too scared to come up to you and say, oh. hey. <laughs> Really? No, you, you can definitely come up and um, I'm a huggy pup. So definitely you you can come up and I'm sure you will get uh, puppy pawsies. And I'm pretty sure if you had just kind of hovered in the background, he would have spotted you and, and tackled you. I, 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 mean, I, I know I've, I've <laughs> I totally have walked past and, you know, my friends are telling me, oh, go say hi to Tim and go say hi to Tim and go say hi to Tim. And I'm totally one of the first. It's like, no. <laughs> oh, well, that's adorable. <laughs> That is adorable because Tabin will hug anyone, anywhere, anytime. I, oh. I mean, I plant, I, I plant, I hug plants, I plant hugs on plants <laughs> and plants and all and the I'm time. First and I'm people, yeah. I'm jealous of those plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, rhododendrons and Japanese mavels and dogwoods, of course. <laughs> oh, that oh, was a really, I did just did that. I did. Uh, oh, you're, you're very welcome to do that. Good job. <laughs> okay. If I had a tree, I would give it to you. So, Jay, I see behind you someone's playing a game on the video. Uh, there. That is my partner is playing League of Legends. League of Legends. Oh, nice. he would. Yeah, he would. And I'm playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. This pup plays Hearthstone, and I'm really, really bad at it. Although I did hit Diamond oh. 4. 
That is such a lie. I have seen you get. I saw you get the diamond four, and oh, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm very yeah. proud of you. Like, don't don't say you're bad. Come on. Well, I mean, that's the best I've ever done. So last week I hit diamond four. So thank you for noticing that. Yeah. And I think the week before or a few days, whatever, I hit diamond five. And that's the best I'd ever done. Uh, Taven, have you ever heard of Legends of Runeterra? Legends of Runeterra? It is almost like a total Hearthstone ripoff that is made by the same company as League of Legends. Oh, really? I hear a lot of people who do love Hearthstone actually do love Runeterra. Legends of Runeterra. Okay, well, so um, since it's a ripoff, it's a total lull. Oh, but no, but I'll I'll write that down. I will have to look into that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just a suggestion. You know, you're good at one game, you could be good at another game. So does that mean that the two of you have played online together because you saw him get his diamond or something? Oh, I know. I'm just a lurker that follows him heavily on oh. Twitter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I okay. I was like really excited because this was just last week and it, it's like the best I've ever done and um, I was very excited about it. So I posted a picture <laughs> of me hitting, uh, I guess, so barely and for all you first that don't know, so Hearthstone is an online card game thing uh, similar to Magic. That's usually how I describe it. Um, okay. and it's, it's based on world of Warcraft characters and stuff, which I never really played world of, world of Warcraft, but I like Hearthstone. And, um, so there's, you know, you have ranks and the, you know, you start at like bronze and then you can go gold and platinum and diamond is the top 10 ranks. And within each rank, you have to like do three stars. And like when you're in diamond, it's really hard to like win <laughs> and so hitting diamond four is just like i'm so proud of myself anyway. no, like reaching diamond in any of those games is quite the feat feat of strength for sure so hmm. i i am you know high pause high pause high pauses yes definitely oh, okay well uh that brings us to the end of our five minutes and we'll let you get back to world of warcraft i was well yes. i almost said world of winecraft which is a totally different thing it's a totally so. different thing but you could probably do both <laughs> at the same time but i guess you would not do as well as the night went on oh no, no you definitely do better sometimes or sometimes wow. better yeah have to try <laughs> that then yeah. well okay. uh thanks so much for uh jumping on and getting on and again thank you so much shout out to you for um following me that that means like a lot and stuff and so hopefully at a con someday i will make sure to hug you yeah i'll make a point and i'll say hi to you too barely don't you worry okay thank you yeah barely you're great you're really great. All, right. all right thank you thank you thank you so much all right all right well thanks a lot we'll talk to you yep. another time yep no problem great. bye-bye Jay. bye-bye bye-bye Wow, that was exciting. Somebody came on. for, for That's the first time in like five weeks, I think. I think so. They came on and they weren't just some... I remember, I forget who it was. There was some fur that came on and they hadn't... They didn't know anything about you. They didn't know anything about me. They hadn't seen any of my videos, hadn't heard of the podcast before. And someone just told him to come into the chat. And so we came on and said, like, hi, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- yeah, I remember yeah. that was the Strobes episode because I remember us yeah. saying, uh, talking about Strobes and um, how he was going to be on the show later. And he was like, oh, Sensei no- noticed me and all that. Anyway. It is time now to get to our guest. Our guest is Marissa Sitton from Sitton Kitten Studios. Sitton Kitten Mouth. Well, joining us today is Marissa. Do you like to go by Marissa? Is that how you go by? or That's my real name. You can refer to me as Sit and Kitten or as my fursona, Yubei. 
you bay yeah well you bay we are sitting with all three of them today <laughs> yeah and you know if we really wanted to buy you we know where to go onto you bay <laughs> yeah you bay.com <laughs> you bay.com all right shipping is always free we are here with uh you bay of sit and kitten studios and we're going to chat with her today about various fursuiting and fursuit making and all sorts of stuff inside the fur world and it's wonderful to meet you miss kitty hello it's nice to meet you guys too yeah so you came to us via one of our associate editors rain you made his fursuit yes i did and he was very excited when i promoted him to talent scout and the first person he came up with was you he's like i need to get her on our show it's like okay <laughs> so here you are oh here you are yeah that was very sweet of him and i heard that it was his birthday recently so happy birthday rain yes happy it was. birthday rain we yeah. wag for the birthday coon the birthday coon. So tell us a little bit about your fandom involvement. How did you get started here in this thing called the furry fandom? So it goes back a couple years, more than a couple years. In about fifth grade, which is which was about 12 years ago. So more than a couple, right? <laughs> more than a couple of years, yeah. yeah. My friend introduced me to this book series, and I'm sure that you guys might have heard of this before, Warrior Cats. Mm, a I lot have of, heard of, yes. Yeah, a lot of other furs that I've talked to as well has joined the fandom through this outlet. So I started reading Warrior Cats in about fifth grade. I loved the series. I still love the series. I have about 50 of the books up on my bookshelf right now. Oh. Yeah, it, there, there are a lot of them out there. And so I, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, hmm, let's go on the internet and look up, you know, things that I like. Mm -hmm. I go on YouTube, I look up Warrior Cats, and there are just a bunch of different people that are animating scenes from the movies. Hmm. And I thought that that was really cool. And there was this one particular animator called Blue Kyo Kitty, who was also a furry. They had their own fursona and whatnot. And I was like, wow, this person has a dog that represents them. I want to do that too. So I made my own little character. And his name was like Jackalberry Blue or something like that. That was my first fursona. So oh, that cute little name. Yeah. It's a very furry name right there. <laughs> it definitely is. I actually had a fursona before I knew what a furry was. Nice. nice. Yeah. So that's basically how it came to be. <laughs> and I think that's like you, if you have a fursona before you know what a fur, like what furries or anything like that, you're stuck. I mean, there is no like deciding now. It's like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. You're, you're in for life. For life. Yep. Definitely. So that was your first fursona. And what about these days? Do you still hang on to the past or have you moved on to greener and other colors of fluff, as it were? Well, there were a couple of times where I changed my fursona. Jackalberry Blue was obviously a jackal. Then I moved to a fox named Lydia. And then after that, it was my current fursona, Yube, who was a four-eyed dragon. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Scary. A four-eyed purple dragon. And oh. I have a couple of different OCs. A cat named Sweeney. There's one named Razzleberry, which is kind of... It represents like my first fursona, Jackalberry, in a way. I'm not sure what species they are. I'm still trying to figure that out, but... Nice. Yeah, that's all my characters are. It's always good to have a lifelong project and puzzle. Like, okay, what is this that I have here? <laughs> True. Razzleberries were a candy when I was a child. And you can see by my, my video that I'm a gray muzz. So, <laughs> you know, that they were... <laughs> they were a while ago. Razzleberry. Razzleberry. And, and snozberry. Who's ever heard of a snozberry? <laughs> The snowberries taste like snowberries. Yeah, it's true. Someone had to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you 
of course, make fursuits. I do. And so first of all, so Sit and Kit Studios, where did the name come from? I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprised because I would have thought that like you would have said, oh, well, my my fursona and my first fursona were kitties. And like, but that's not the case at all. So I'm actually a little surprised. <laughs> yeah, it actually comes from my last name. My full name is Marissa Sitton, S-I-T-T-O-N. And I was like, all right, well, I have to in- incorporate like me somehow. And Sitton rhymes with kitten. Mm-hmm. And so that was it. And when you get tired, of standing, you be sitting. So it just makes sense. I've heard that joke many a time. I figured you had. I w- I'm not... Wow, I'm I'm scoring a thousand right now. Is there a Mister Sitting? There is not. Well, my father. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. There is. That's wonderful to know. I'm, I'm not even going. I was going to make a bad joke. He was going to make a bad joke, but we're going to stop him right now. <laughs> so, where is Sitting Kitten Studios located? It is located about 20 minutes outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, oh, wow. oh wow. Okay. I thought you were going to say California or Bay Area for some reason. It just seems like a Bay Area thing. But no, you caught this pup by surprise. Nope, East Coast. <laughs> All the way over there. How long has Sitting Kitten Studios been there? Well, I started making fursuits professionally in 2018. So oh, we've okay. been a thing for about two years now. Cool, wow. cool. Is it just you or do you have a staff? It's just me. Sometimes my partner will help me whenever, I don't know, I make something wrong. They're really good at ripping seams. Okay. <laughs> Besides that, it's all just me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Okay, so that spawns some questions now. I wag. That's not a question. That's just kind of a statement. (laughs) A good statement. It's a very good, important statement to know that we're all on the same page that I wag. So, okay. So how many fursuits? Well, like, okay. Wow, I've got so many questions all of a sudden. So do you make partials and or full suits? I make both depending on who wants them. Usually if I make a pre-made, I will make just a head or a head and hand paws and whoever buys them has the option to commission me for the rest of the suit. That way the pre-made will be able to fit whoever would want it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. And that actually hits on, wow, you you read my mind fluff because I was going to ask about pre-mades and stuff. And because I'm never really sure how that works. If I guess it depends on the maker. If you like make a full suit and you auction it off. I remember we had a matrices on the show a little while ago and she was saying that she will, I guess it's kind of a pre-made thing. She will actually like auction them off and everything. And then you worry about, well, what about sizing and everything? But that makes a lot of sense to like, okay, here's the base, got the paws, got the, got the facey, got the muzz. You can see the overall thing and then fill it in with the bodysuit to match. And then I assume then your commissioner can have the opportunity to make a duct tape. I mean, all that good stuff. Right. Cool. So how long does it take you to make a partial or fursuit on average? I know every, every project's different, but like on average, what would you say? On average? Well, there's like a scale, right? Heads go for about like a week if I'm working pretty hard. Partials, maybe two, two and a half weeks. And if you're talking a full digi-grade suit, that could take about a month or so. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just you just working away. So do you, when you're on like a big project like that, do you get up at like, okay, nine o'clock, I'm going to get up and have my (laughs) breakfast. Then at 10, I'm going to start working until like four or do you kind of do it in in little spurts or how does that work for you? I've sort of slumped into like pandemic hours, right? Oh, I (laughs) usually don't wake up until like 12. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Then no, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I have my breakfast, lunch, and then I start working around two. I stop at five thirty, have dinner, lunch. I don't know, food, 
Mm-hmm. And then I start back up working at 9, 9.30 or so. And then I usually work until 12.30 or 1 a.m. Nice. Oh, wow. We are of like fluff. We are different than Mr. Barely over there. Our like fluff is this pup usually <laughs> sleeps until like 11 or so and then is up very late chasing tail or whatever I decide to do that particular day. Uh, it can be very exhausting chasing tail and running around the coffee table and hugging lamps and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know. Sometimes yeah. it takes a Lisi, you know this. So sometimes <laughs> I'm I, I'm up very late and so puppy sleeps in. But then Mr. Barely over there, he gets up like I can't even believe it. I guess people do this. But he, <laughs> how early do you tip? I get up? up at 5:15. Wow. <gasps> yeah. But I have a full-time job other than podcasting. So something's got to pay the bills. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, I work from home, so it's okay. So I get up 5.15 and I try to be at my desk working by 6.30. Like a normal normal thing. Yeah. yeah, but then that gives me the afternoon and the evening to do what I want. So I'm yeah. not tied up Zoom. So it's, you know, it's everybody's got their own little schedule. We got their own. It's a little schedule. It's not a big yeah, schedule. it's a little schedule. It's a little schedule. So how many fursuits have you made? So you've been doing this two, since 2018. Yeah. Right. And so that means that's two years, two and a half years now. How many have you made? Well, I've been making fursuits since I was 16, but most of those are, you know, just my personal suits. Okay. Counting those, I think I'm coming up to around the, if we're talking just heads, around the 40 range, 45, Mm, I believe. Next time I, uh, last time I checked. That's a pretty good amount. Yeah. As for full suits, I think seven ish. I do. How's a full suit an ish? I gave him half the suit. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. There are half suits. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I mean, depending on the fur, that's how it could be an itch. An itch. That's true. Yes. Not a. Okay, that was. I stopped. Actually, oh, I don't stop. Taven, but Taven, 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 Taven. Hi. <laughs> Hi there. So do you have a species that you like to create the most or is it just whatever people want or do you specialize in like kitties or doggies or raccoons? The easiest <laughs> for me is definitely cats and dogs. You know, it's it's what okay. most people want. I do also enjoy making dragons because, you know, my suit's a dragon. One species that I really enjoyed making recently was a snake. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, so like a full suit snake or? It was just a head, but I it made me wonder what a full suit snake suit would look like. Yeah, I have not seen one. (laughs) Another project for you. So first we're going to figure out what that species was for that persona that you have, and then you're going to figure out how to make a full suit snake. Yeah, I feel like it would look more like a gecko at that point. I would think so. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's right. No, no, right. Unless they had no front paws, I guess, just tucked in. They maybe they're good at slithering. I don't know. Like slither and just like scuffle their feet. You know, have the whole thing grouped down and and behind them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a fursuit head and then a tube. Yeah, and then a tube. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. How did that? So I mean, that must that was of course a new thing for you, and I haven't seen much of that. How did that turn out? It turned out pretty good. I actually didn't use fur at all. I used a cloth called Minky. Mm. It's mm. pretty soft. I just bought you know the colors that corresponded with it and used the same methods I used with fur, but with that cloth, and it worked out pretty good. Nice. That's always nice when it works out pretty good. I must say. Yeah. How much do you charge for a commission? So my base prices. This usually means just like a, a two colored character, no complicated. Market. Markings or whatever. Mm-hmm. For a head, it starts at 450. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're making me think. Uh oh. Uh oh. The partials get a little bit fuzzy in my brain. I do have a website 
that has all the prices listed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But planty grade full suits are around one thousand one hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. digi grade fur suits are around one thousand four hundred dollars, I believe. That's not oh, bad. That's not that's bad, not bad at, at all. No, that's that's, that's, really that's actually prices. pretty good. Yeah, nice. I try to keep my prices low. That's where I assume I get most of my customers is because of my low prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you have good quality too. I was looking at your website, and you've got some cute kitties and, and other things there too, and very colorful. Oh, thank you. Which reminds me, I wanted to ask, do you have a lot of, or some, or whatever, commissioners that allow you to have artistic freedom? And if so, do you like going more colorful? And is that how most of your, or a lot of your suits seems to be very colorful and vibrant? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't believe that I've had any artistic liberty suits so far. You know, the ones that I usually make are like pre-mades. No one really asks me to make them. But yeah, I I think I tend to go more colorful. Although whenever I do make pre-mades, I usually just use the fur that I already have, which comes from my previous customers, you know? So Hmm. it's sort of like a feedback loop. But yeah, in general, yeah, I would say that I prefer more colorful suits, yes. And it shows. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ship worldwide or just within the U.S.? Or have you had anyone even ask you uh, international? I usually... Used to just ship within the continental US, but there are two suits in Australia and one suit in Great Britain right now. Cool. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's very exciting. Are those more recent then? The two in Australia, the first one, I think I shipped it off about a year ago, but the other two are pretty recent. Yes. Okay, cool. Nice. And before we forget, of course, we should, since we're on the subject, what is a good way to find your website and find your work and to commission you and all that good stuff? So I'm mostly active on Twitter. That's at sitten underscore kitten. You can find my website linked in my bio, and that's the easiest way to see all my updates, all my prices and whatnot. Cool. That's spelled what? S-I-T-T-I-N-K-I-T-T-E-N? Yes, that is it. Okay, good, good. So we can find you and your illustrious, wonderful work. So you've actually done a lot of good work over the past few years. That's actually, I think, a lot of suits to make heads and whatnot. Oh, and also, what about individual like pauses and tails and things? If if maybe some fur needed like a replacement or something, do you do individual commissions just for individual parts and or do you refurbish or do repairs? I think this would be useful information for all our furs out there that might like to know their uh, choices and availabilities. Yes, I do actually do singles, as I call them. If you scroll down to the bottom of the pricing tab of my website, you can see individual prices for paws and tails and whatnot. I didn't do refurbs before, but I did get someone who contacted me and was like, hey, I got this head. I was scammed. It looks awful. Can you fix it for me? And I was like, oh, sure. And I fixed the head up. It turned out pretty well. And from that point forward, I do accept refurbs. I haven't exactly figured out the pricing range for that quite yet but yeah. i will soon yeah i mean that's how do you take and, and i mean that's pretty great if you can take something that was already created and it's a mess and now you have to fix it you can't like just start from scratch so that's great and definitely i can see the the pricing on that how do you even figure that out i don't even know your your third puzzle of the day look at all this homework we're giving you <laughs> 
Yeah, I looked around online. It seems that most makers charge hourly, okay. but I'm not sure what my rate would be. I'm still trying okay. to figure that out. Cool. Yeah, cool. So your style is it more? What, what would you describe your style as? It's definitely more cartoony. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I also like the the look of semi-realistic and realistic suits. I just have not figured out how to do any of that stuff yet. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be in like another yeah. dimension, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I assume you can draw since you probably have to draw out what these things look like yeah. so it would be yeah. it would be a very very talented fursuit maker that didn't know how to draw <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my art style is very cartoony as well. Okay. Nice. I got a lot of flack for that in college. I have a <laughs> I have a BFA in graphic design. Oh, and okay. when I went to art school, they were like, "Can you draw something else besides fairies?" And I was like, "No, no, not really." Sorry. <laughs> Why? Why would you want to draw anything else? Exactly. Ever? exactly. <laughs> so, out of all this work you've done over the past few years, well, more than few years actually, what would you consider, in your opinion, the most challenging and or time consuming? Now, of course, challenging. You know, that's different to every maker. Challenging means different things to different furs and everything. But in your opinion, for you, what was the most challenging or time-consuming project that you had? Are you talking like specific project or like just general thing? Well, hey, there you go. Uh, I, I had been thinking like fursuit, but you know, general things are nice too. <laughs> there was this one specific suit who I believe his name is Rocco now. It was a, a a bull. And I had to do the chest padding and the arm padding for that. I was used to doing, you know, digi-grade leg paddings, but I, I was never able to do the, the whole muscle structure thing. Oh, okay. I actually did that suit for college credit. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah, because there was this thing called independent study that you can sign up for and it was basically like, hey, do anything you want. <laughs> okay. You'll get college credit for cool. it. Like the syllabus, that's all the syllabus is. It doesn't say time or day or instructor or anything. It just says, <laughs> hey, do anything you want. And that's it. Yeah, you actually had to make your own syllabus. Oh, wow. Nice. So basically, yes. So basically, the... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I could be the instructor for that class. I know. Yeah, like, <laughs> my instructor was honestly really she supervised me through the whole thing, taught me how to like shape the muscle structure and everything. She was very helpful with that. So yeah. Good. Mm. So you actually learned a lot from it. I really did, yes. How long did it take to do it? About a month. Oh, wow. uh, m- month and a half, I think, because of, you know, I had to learn how to do all the extra stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you incorporate any of the techniques you learned into your making these days? I guess it depends on the project, but does it come up? It really does depend on the project. I haven't gotten any muscle suit commissions since then, but I would be very happy to take on another one. It was pretty fun. Yeah, good, mm-hmm. good. Especially since it came out great the first time, that just kind of motivates you to want to do it some more definitely have you seen that suit out in the wild at all there's actually a little bit of a story about that oh story time with kitten yeah i'll try to make it as short as possible because it was this whole fiasco Uh oh fiasco so i put the it was i called it the minotaur up for sale on the dealer's den some guy in california bid on it immediately like an hour after i put it up he paid it off i sent it over to him it was great he made it there fine as soon as it got there i saw it back up for sale on the dealer's den hmm. for about five hundred dollars more than what he paid for it. This sounds hmm. like a scam type thing. 
So it didn't sell for that amount. So what he did is that he put it back up for sale for the amount that he did pay for it. And someone bid on it and won. And the guy's like, well, never mind. I don't want to sell it anymore. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. And Oh, sorry. Go on. We were just saying, okay, one, two, three. Hmm. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I had in mind, but okay. Yeah. So okay. the person that won the bid has a pretty big following on Twitter. And so she basically posted about it, was like, this is BS. What should I do? And so she got in contact with Dealer's Den. Their policy is basically like, you're going to have to give this to the person because I won the bid. And the guy in California basically blew up. Like he was throwing a fit. He was just like threatening to destroy the suit and everything. It, yeah, it was crazy. He was going to like burn it and whatever. I shouldn't make any references to the recent presidential campaign, but that <laughs> comes to mind when you say that actually. Yes. Right? I mean, I'm not a political yeah. popper. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah. But long story short, the person that won the bid finally got the suit. It was a little bit torn up, but they are also a maker and they fix it up just fine. And now they have the suit. It's in better hands now. Well, that's good. Much better posies, definitely. That sounds kind of strange that that person would do that. But hey, I, stranger things have happened with different things. Yeah, so. true. No, I'm glad that worked out okay. Quite a journey that happened. Yes, <laughs> it was crazy. So do you go to a lot of cons at all or do you stay at home and just watch them from afar? I go to cons whenever I can. Obviously not this year. Obviously not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been to FWA. I've been going since 2016, I believe. Well, that's right by you. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. And I've been to Anthrocon once. Nice, nice. Nice. What year did you go to AC? 2019. <gasps> the year after. I've only been to AC once also, and I went 2018. It is really fun. Yeah. It's huge. Lots of exercise. I think I walked like, we tracked it like <laughs> 31 and a, or 29 and a half miles over the course of just within the hotel. <laughs> How do you, do you have like a Fitbit? How do you know this? <laughs> uh, we had something like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I didn't have it, but my, my husband that was with me had it on his phone or something. I don't know. Anyway. Makes sense. Yeah. I I didn't like count all my posy steps. It's like I would miss a lot of the con if I spent the whole time counting my steps. Even when I go with Tabin to FC down in California and uh, over to uh, BLFC and BLFC and I have an Apple watch and that tracks all my steps and stuff and at BLFC the last time we went I think we walked about 25 miles in the weekend. Wow. It's amazing how much you do at these cons but do you go as a fursuiter or do you have a, a booth at the dealer's den when you go to con? I have actually never rented a booth at any convention. It's always been my dream to oh. but i've just never been able to remember to do it in time oh, or okay. like you know have the time to yeah but yeah i, I usually just go for fun cool mm-hmm. it'll be exciting to one day maybe see you at a dealer's den of course we're we're on opposite yes. ends of the world kind of so we don't kind of like i don't get to the furthest east besides ac cons i go to is tff which i've i've gone to three times now i think so we don't really converge yet but someday maybe we'll converge at the same con yeah yeah i've always wanted to go to Texas for a fiesta, I believe that's what that is. TFF, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks really fun. No, it's really great. It's in one of my top favorite, maybe my second, I don't know, my top favorite cons. And it's a lot of fun. The venue it's at is really great. Venue, I used a French word there. Venue it's at is very great. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. A lot of good people and well well organized. My, my husband says one of his favorite things about it is it's just really well organized and it just makes for a much better, you know, con experience for everyone. So anyway, there's my plug for... This interview brought to you by TFS. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> 
And we I didn't know you were on the board, Taven. Uh, apparently I no <laughs> Well, Path Hyena, previous uh con chair of TFF, is it gonna be on the yeah. show soon? So I guess I subconsciously figured I had to like start <laughs> now with a promotion. I have right. no idea what's going on right now. So what's your favorite con out of the ones you've been to? Which particular year or what do you say? That's honestly so hard to choose mm-hmm. because I really enjoyed Anthrocon the year that I went, but also FWA is, is close to home. So I would have to say that that's my favorite con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say FWA 2019. They're all great. They're all great. They're all great. Yeah. And the local cons always have, no matter how they are, really, the local cons always have a special place in your heart just because it's like home, <laughs> really. So definitely. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is, I don't go to our local con. My first con experience was FC down in San Jose uh, with Tabin. And so now that's always going to be my, since it was my very first, that's always going to be my favorite because it was my very first con. So yeah, I've never made it up to our local con here in Portland. Don't know why. Hmm. Oh, no, I do know why because it's always a memorial day weekend and that's a weekend that i have planned things that's right in perpetuity that i can't get out of <laughs> in perpetuity say that word again in per- <laughs> per- and you know kitty over there would appreciate that because perpetuity. it's yeah. a very good pun it's i good don't pun. know yeah. if i would agree with the word good there but it was a pun so, <laughs> so i'll just appreciate that you said pun. that it was a pun yes it was a pun absolutely thanks Taven. you made a pun and we'll just leave it at that <laughs> So, Kitty, with all the stuff that you've done in the fandom, you've been in the fandom quite a while, and, and now you're really involved with the fursuit making, which makes you kind of involved in other great aspects, and you've been to cons, and you're an artist and all that great stuff. Uh, how has the fandom helped you? I mean, we all have different ways that the fandom has helped us. You know, it's a big family and community and everything. Uh, so for you, how has it helped you? It's helped me out in a lot of ways, to be honest. It's how I make my living. It's true. <laughs> there you go. How I'm, you know, able to survive in this world. I before I started making full time, I used to work at a grocery store, a uh, a very green grocery store, and I did not enjoy it whatsoever. I have huge social anxiety. I used to have panic attacks every time I went in, and I I had I had started making before that point, before I started working there, and um and this was back when I was living with my parents. My dad was like, hey, if you can make five more heads and sell them, you can quit your job, and nice. I'm like. Oh, Okay, I can totally do that. You didn't have to think about it overnight or anything. It was just like, yeah. Immediately, I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to be doing this. I am okay with this. <laughs> In between going to college, working, and all that stuff, I was making these heads as quickly as I can, which is not like the best idea because it didn't, they weren't like the best quality. But I made them. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, okay, you can quit your job now. You can start You can start doing this instead. And wow, that's when it all that's started. Cool. And so this is your full-time job now. Mm-hmm, it is. That's really cool. It's very nice to see somebody with a full-time job doing something they absolutely love and very creative. I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. I do I do love it a lot. And apparently read my, I was just going to say the same thing, that it's always great to like just be passionate about something. And also, that's what you do. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm very grateful for this yes yeah nice and and of course i mean you kind of alluded it to it before it's like it's just in the environment we're in right now it's kind of like a really great thing to do <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you don't have to go outside yep. it, nope. you can just you can order everything to your house mm-hmm. you, you know never have to leave it's great yeah <laughs> so essentially you're making very elaborate face masks basically that yeah that's what it is <laughs> there, there, yes. so you're also you get covid money for that it, see exactly <laughs> not not medically grade it's not, no. not medical grade at all no, no. no but none of 
most of the ones you buy aren't. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Hey, so you should get some of that uh, federal money for making COVID yeah. stuff. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> right? <laughs> you had 100 employees and you're making masks. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and now that you're on this PupCast, like not well-known little podunk PupCast, I'm sure the government will want to give you money now. You'll be like, hey, I was on this PupCast with a pup that wags his tail and a bear. So come on. I need money. <laughs> come on. Yeah, I'll money. write a letter to my local congressman and then he'll care. There you go. So as we kind of come to the end of our time with you, is there anything that you'd like to share wise words of wisdom or or deep thoughts about uh, life in general with people that listen to our pod? And or even just things about yourself or all of the yeah. above. <laughs> I would say if you ever think about trying to make a fursuit and you have any like fears about messing up, just throw all that out the window and just try. But mm-hmm. but don't throw the materials out the window because you need no. those. <laughs> Not a very good idea. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just start is the only way that that you can, you know, move forward is to just start. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think it was barely, you'll remember the quote better than I can, but wasn't it matrices that said completion is better than perfection? Yes. Yeah. That's very important. Just just Mm -hmm. do it. You got to start somewhere. Just 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 do it. Finish it. Yeah. And it's not. If you have an entire room full of half finished projects, what what good is that? Exactly. If someone asks you how many suits have you completed, you said, well, I, I guess none, <laughs> even though you have all this fluff yeah. all over the place. I believe that no piece of art is ever completed, just abandoned. Right. Ah, there you and go. Right. No, someday, true. you know, it comes yeah. a time where you just have to put it down and say, I'm done. No, I like that. I like that. And then the abandonment isn't like, it's not a final thing because when you start your next project in a way, that's like you continuing. I mean, you're still learning. It's not the exact same project, but you're still learning, applying what you've learned in your techniques and going on another journey, which is that project. So you, you never completely abandon. It's just a temporary abandonment. That's very true. Yeah. So of all the suits you made, one final question, of all the suits you've made, would you consider any one of them in the fandom as as a famous fursuit? I mean, like you see them all over the place or big, huge followings or something along that? line that's a really good question there was someone named spade spade of kings he was a pretty big tiktok star for a little while okay i haven't seen him post in a minute but in a minute yeah what about a few minutes ago in a hot oh hot minute that's very different (laughs) than like a few minutes ago (laughs) got it got it a pretty steamy minute yeah Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. Is Spade of Kings. Spade of Kings. And and what was he? I believe that he was a, a canine of sorts. I whenever I make pre-mates, I just kind of make them and don't mm-hmm. think about the species until the person buys them. But I believe ah. that he was a canine. Cool. That is cool. pretty cool because you're you're not just focusing on okay, I gotta make this a kitty. I gotta make this a snake. I gotta make this a whatever. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I'm gonna be creative make something, whatever happens, see if anyone likes it, and then we'll go from there. Yep. Wait, I take it back. He was a hellcat. A hellcat. That's okay. what he was. He, yes. he was a, that's, a little uh, cat with horns. Uh, this is actually important because that is different than a canine. <laughs> Very different. Yeah, I'm sorry. Very different. Yes. Cool. All right. Cool. We'll cool. have to look him up then. Nice. Yeah. Well, sitting, kitten. <laughs> say, wait, do they say that again like you just did that again? You bay. <laughs> Sitting kitten and you bay. Well, thank you very much for coming on our show. We enjoyed having you. It's always nice to talk to. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to say it because you've only been doing this for a few years, and so I think it's amazing that somebody that's, that you're coming along and uh, and doing this in just a short period of time. Now, even though we know you were a furry before you knew you were a furry, that's but true. Uh, you're quite the youngster coming into the fandom here, yeah, which is nice to see. 
Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, I as we said, we've had you know, matrices. I don't know if you know temperance on the show. And, uh, you know, they've been doing this uh, seven years. But, you know, you've got some really great stuff for, for being only a few years in. So shout out to any for that's listening. Shout out to Sit and Kitten. Check out her stuff. She's got really great prices, obviously. I actually yeah. didn't realize how good your prices were until you said those. So, yeah, those those are pretty good. Throw her some work. You know, keep following your passion and all that good stuff. Bark. All right. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much. We'll talk right. to you next time. Hopefully at a can, can. A can. We'll talk to you at a can of beans someday when we have <laughs> no more money and we're just eating out of the same can of beans. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. So I'm just going to say thank you for being on the show. I hug you maybe someday in the fur and have a wonderful night. All right. <laughs> So two years she's been doing that. That's kind of cool. She's new yeah. to the scene, I think. Yeah, definitely. Two years. Well, she did a little bit before she started. But uh, yeah, for doing what she's done for only two years, she does some really great work. And, you know, it's quite a process to perfect this. So she's done perfect this. So she's done really great for what she's done. And she's doing it full time. After two years doing it full time. That's, After two years doing it full time. That's amazing. That's pretty great. And yeah, no, that's pretty great. For her prices the way they are, I you know, and she can knock one out in a month. So yeah, it's amazing too. That is, of course, it's only hers. So she's got to focus just on hers. You know, she, she doesn't have people to help her except for what she say her partner can rip the scene. So she needs but help she ripping wrong, things yeah. up. She, she gets <laughs> some help. But other than that, yeah, if it's just her a month, that, that's pretty good. That is yeah. pretty good. I mean, based on talking to temperance and, and matrices, you know, they say it takes anywhere from six to 12 weeks to do a full. Yeah. So, so she, she's got some, she's got some skills if she can whip one skills. out in a month. I mean, she's got, she must have some short cuts that she figured out which yeah. you know, you invent a better mousetrap and you can get things done faster not that it's... that mousetrap have anything to do with fursuits but no, you know i hope not i don't know <laughs> all right what do you say we get to our next segment i say we get to our next our next dare i say segment actually um actually. i yeah i have this note i can't believe i didn't so going back to a um, media because I can't believe I forgot to say this because I was excited to actually talk about this show oh. I started watching this week. And I can't believe I forgot to say it. I got all well, hung up with it either. Odd Thomas or something. No, so when you're looking for a new show or something, you never know if it's really good or not. So you just try things and mm-hmm. sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. And so there's this show. It's a Netflix original called Merry Happy Whatever. Have you heard of this show? I've seen it on the the Netflix feed. I yeah. haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So this was one um, that we thought, okay, well, uh, let's just try it out. And um, it's actually really good. I really, there's hmm. only one season right now. So I'm only like four episodes into it, but it's funny right now. The whole season is it's about a Christmas time thing where um, it's a tight knit family and the dad's a cop and he's like a gruff cop and everything. And then one of the daughters is with this guy from LA and they move back East for 10 days just for, uh, for the holidays. And, you know, it's one of those typical, the guy, does he fit in or not type thing? Whoa. He doesn't mm. say it like that or anything, but, but it's, it's really good. Actually, it's, it's funny. And it's, uh, and the actual Thing, you know, in these it's a sitcom mm-hmm. and, you know, sitcoms, it's often that the acting is not the best, but it is actually pretty good acting in this. Mm. And the cop, like one of the lead guys is Dennis Quaid of all people. Okay. All right. And he's, and so I went to look up his, he's been in so many things actually. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job in this role playing a gruff cop. 
So I went and looked about um, Dennis Quaid. He's got all these movies and stuff. Two things that were notable that I noticed when I was looking through that I did not know. Did you ever see the movie Stripes back from 1981? Oh, yes. Love that movie. Yeah. Love that movie. So great. Apparently, he was an extra in the graduation ceremony in the movie, and he's uncredited. So you wouldn't even know he was in the movie, but I found Hmm. this out. And also... Definitely did not know. He played the voice of Grandpa Redbeard in Square Bob's uh, Square Pants back in 2009. Okay, cool. So shout out to the shows. Shout out to Dennis. Uh, I can't believe I forgot to say all that before. But anyway, okay, moving right along. So that brings us up to Furries in the News. Furries in the What am I going to do this time? I don't know. The News. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For the Furries in the News segment, I always spend time scouring the web. One of the things that we talked about with Sit and Kitten, you mentioned something called the Dealer's Den. I thought when you mentioned that in the interview that you were talking about a Dealer's Den at a con. Con, which I did. But she was talking about the website. And I didn't realize that either until later. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, because we we asked her if she's ever been to the Dealer's Den in at cons and she says ah. she's never has but then she was talking about being in the dealer's den and, and I was it's like, like that is something, <laughs> something's so, wrong something here <laughs> yeah 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 so i found the dealer's den online okay. Okay. it is a dealer's den they sell everything that you would find at a furry con dealer's den it's the dealer's den.com and then as i was searching for that of course you come to the dealer's den and the first thing that pops up is a banner for a furry dating site <laughs> All of a sudden, I have so many thoughts in so many different directions about that. (laughs) Yes, it's called furrymate.com. Of course it is. I mean, what else would it be called? And it's been around since 2011. Oh, really? So nine years. Been around a while, yeah. Well, this is good to know. So for all you furs that have been saying, there's no way for me to meet another fur or anything. There's no dating sites like it turns out. There is. Turns out there is. (laughs) Yeah, and has been around for nine years. And then a banner ad on their website was a streaming service out of Switzerland called Furry.fm, which Hmm. is all music and radio shows hosted by furries for furries. How cool. That's I'll have to check that out too. Yeah. It's based out of Switzerland. So some of the stuff is in German and Swiss and but that's everything I found in in the news. Of course there's no upcoming events, so we don't have anything to go with that, which brings us up to our story time. Story time with Tabin. And what do you have for us? I actually have uh, two little stories. Okay. I would like to read you Spot's Christmas. Spot, Spot, a lovable Spot. He's soft and cuddly and he smiles a lot. If there ever was a pop to cheer you up, it's Spot, Spot, Spot. So Spot's Christmas by Eric Hill. Christmas is coming! There's a bunch of, like, there's an alligator and a monkey and Spot, and Spot sings carols. The next day, Spot helps Dad decorate the tree. Spot is standing there putting up a little star on the tree, and it's adorable, and he's an adorable little pup. Then Spot helps Mom make a Christmas cake and some cookies, and Spot's happily making some 
cookies or something. I don't really know. It's just on the next page. He's eating the cookies that he just made. This is a riveting tale. Spot hangs up his stocking on Christmas Eve and, and leaves milk and cookies for Santa Claus. And so there he is putting milk and cookies for Santa Claus, or in this case, Santa Paws. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Spot. Did you see Santa Claus? The mom and dad puppy say, and Spot says, no, but I know he came and he filled my stocking. And there Spot is with like the presents that he wrapped for himself in his stocking and an empty glass of milk and an empty plate of cookies. The end. <laughs> oh, that was it. Okay. That was it. <laughs> Hence why I have another Christmas story. Oh my cow. <laughs> so this one, it's from Sesame Street and it's called Have Yourself a Furry Little Christmas. Of course. Of course. And on the front is Elmo with Christmas lights. Grover comes into um, Elmo's house and says, Greetings, Elmo. I have brought the Christmas stocking for our big holiday celebration. Apparently, that's what Grover sounds like. It's very similar. It's very, I think, yeah, I think I'm doing a good job. And Elmo says, Oh, thank you, Grover. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. Everyone is making something for the party. Can Grover help Elmo collect everything? And that was a very bad Elmo impression. Very bad. Certainly. We shall put it all in my trusty Santa sack. Just call me Santa Grover. Off we go. <laughs> And then, oh, wow, there's a lot going on. There's, like, a lot of, of things, people and things on this on this page. Cookie Mo- Monster says, oh, no, no. First, it's this thing. I don't even know what this is. It's this yellow thing with a purple and yellow bow in her hair. I don't even know. And she says, we made paper garlands for the tree. I guess that's how she, I don't even know who she is, but that's how she sounds. And Cookie Monster <laughs> says, mmm, and they taste so delicious too. Do you want a taste? I, that does not sound like Cookie Monster, but he no, no. he had a growth spurt, and now that's how he sounds. And then Grover says, <laughs> we will save some then for the tree, Cookie Monster. I, and then Ernie's there, and he says, um, we got... How does Ernie sound? He goes, we got some silver bell, silver bell. It's gay Ernie, apparently. <laughs> and, well, he, I mean, he does live with Bert. And Bert says, tinkle bell, tinkle bell. <laughs> I don't <laughs> and, and then Grover is down there. This won't be terrific when we sing our Christmas carols. He said, I, wow, I'm getting a workout with this story. And Yes, and then, yes you are. Yes. <laughs> You can see that. And Elmo says, um, oh, yeah, how does Elmer go? He, Elmo goes, he goes, look over, it's snowing. And and then who is that? That's a big pink thing coming in the door. So he's panting, Elmo, Grover, look what I made for the top of the tree. So it's the, the molester comes in for Christmas, apparently. And the molester? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And Elmo says, We have everything we need for our celebration. But Elmo thinks there's something else that's very important. What is it? And Grover says, A policeman. A policeman? policeman? (laughs) I don't know. He needs a place. He needs it because of the molester that broke it. Got that. And Grover says, Perhaps some elves huff huff and a few reindeer huff puff. Oh, everyone's together, including some new new bears that showed up. Where did you come from? They're breaking in, I guess, along with the molester. And um, Elmo says, "No, Elmo, no, remember? Ah, no, I also say, no, what am I talking about? No, Elmo, no, knows. Elmo was trying to remember the most important part of Christmas is sharing it with the people you love." 
and then a bunch of people say at the same time, including the bears. So I don't know how all four bears sound like together, but they sound like, it will be a white Christmas, is how they sound. And then Ernie's going, silver bells, silver bells. And then Bert is on with his dingle bells, dingle bells. All of a sudden, his voice changed. And then all of them are saying at the same time, have yourself a furry little Christmas, everybody. The end. That was quite the story. That was a journey. Oh, my, any for that's listening, you have no idea how much of a journey that was for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's panting. I can see I, the fur. I, 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 it is true, right? Okay, so I'm going to oh, spin okay. the wheel. I'm going to okay. spin the wheel of trivia. Here we go. Please do. And the category is literature. Literature. Let's see if the puppy logic can get Tabin through this time, pup. What American cartoonist is best known for the Doonesbury comic strip? I actually know this one, but I forget. So I'm going to say Gary Thompson. And the answer is Gary Trudeau. Trudeau, that's right. Okay, I should have worked a little more harder to use puppy logic on that one. Yes. But I was, I was close. I was close. And the category is uh, geography. Geography. And phi is a Greek letter for any for that didn't know. What is the English term for the country Republic Österreich. The wait, so do that again. What is the English term for the country Republic Österreich? Well, okay, so Österreich, so and that's got to be German. So we're talking about a German ostrich in the Republic. So it's a Republican German ostrich. So uh, this ostrich is a Trump supporter. Will not social distance. So the English term must be Bob. <laughs> Bob, the country of Bob. Hello, Bob. We're, they're called bobbers. People that live in Bob. They're called bobbers. They, they like going swimming and, and stuff. So apparently, this is the Republican Trump supporter, um, German ostrich named Bob, which is also the name of a country where they swim a lot. Or the correct answer would be Austria. I actually was first going to say Austria, but I thought, no, that can't be right. <laughs> well, that is correct. All right. Okay, we're going to spin the wheel one more time. And the category is science. Science. What is the term for a plant that lives or grows for only one growing season? Uh, I mean, I think it's a preannual. Is that your final answer? That's my first answer. Okay. My second answer will make a lot more sense. So let me uh, try this okay. out. So because <laughs> I, I kind of trust, trust the puppy logic. So it's a plant that only flowers once a year? Only one growing season. One growing season. Okay, growing season. So there was that show, Growing Pains. And if you're in the wrong season, um, you're having pain. So obviously, Growing Pains with Michael J. Fox. Okay, so we have, we're talking about a fox, and we don't know what the fox says. What does the fox say? <laughs> but we do know that... It jumps around and hops with fluffy tails. Oh, and I wrote that song about the fox that mm -hmm. Gabriel yes, from, um, I think someone asked me to make that. So, so we must be talking about vulpine is the answer. The answer is annual. <laughs> well, okay. So 
<laughs> not vulpine. It's not a vulpine. I don't even know what a vulpine is. Well, it's closely related because it's a type of tree that only voles once a year. Hmm. A vulpine. Vulpine. It's a German. It's from Austria from the first question. For it's the a first vulpine. See, it all comes back together. <laughs> I did this at total purpose. I totally. Okay. No, I didn't. I'll admit it. All I right. Didn't. Let's get one more question under our belt. Spinning the wheel. Wheel of. Question category is entertainment. Entertainment. What Canadian rock band had such hits as Tom Sawyer, Closer to the Heart, oh. and <laughs> YYZ? Well, I'm not going to rush to an answer because oh. I just can't give the answer. <laughs> and the answer is Rush. And I actually knew that. I didn't need puppy logic. And trivia, this pup has used to play, for the fun of it, YYZ and Tom Sawyer on the drums. So Really? Just for the fun of it? I have a book of transcriptions of some Rush songs, um, some of which are Tom Sawyer, YYZ, um, Limelight, things like that. Well, that brings us to our final segment of the evening, and that will be Really Bad Jokes. R.B. Because I haven't told any of those yet, so let's no, just do that. no. Have you got your RBJ book? I do. Let me turn to the next page. What's your first joke? So it turns out that two moving van men. Oh, and I should say for any for that hasn't heard this particular segment of of the pubcast, I have this buck. Boop, this buck. I have this deer sitting by me. Um, <laughs> this buck. And and we read this story from this book called Funny Jokes and Foxy Riddles from 1968. Whenever I read these in this section on the Pupcast, I have not read these jokes before. So they can u- usually, like 90% of the time, at least really bad. In fact, some of the time we don't even understand them because they're so bad. Without further ado, mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns out that uh, two moving van men were taking things into a house. And one said, Joe, uh, could you uh, help me lift this chest? Joe asked, why? Did Miss Jones tell you to? No, replied Tom. Then how do you know she wants it moved? Asked Joe. Because she's under it. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's actually a fact. That would Mm -hmm. probably actually happen and, and be a good reason to move the chest. I spotted an albino Dalmatian the other day. An albino Dalmatian? That sounds pretty interesting. I know. I spotted it. It was the least I could do. Oh, my cow. So there's this brother and sister. They're hanging out, you know, doing the thing, eating chocolate, going down to this soda jerker shop. So we're back in the 70s now. We've raced ahead a few years. (laughs) Further back in the 70s. Further back. Oh, it was... Oh, was that? Oh, that was fifties. The fifties, yeah. Okay, so we're <laughs> like in the past from when this was written. We're hanging yeah. out of this soda jerker shop, and their brother says, "What are you doing, sis?" And apparently, while she's eating her rocky road, she says, "Writing a letter to my cousin." <laughs> and <Okay>. the brother, <laughs> she's very talented, you see. Yes. And the brother says, "Why are you writing so slowly?" And the sister says. Well, he he can't read very fast. Tabin, yes. Do you know what a waterbed is? Um, it's this fun. I think it's this fun thing that you 
my puppy lays around on and my tail wags and I go whoosh, 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 as far as I know. But is there something else? It's essentially a, a bed, a big bag that you fill with water. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're very popular anymore. I don't know if people has anymore. But anyway, but if you had one, do you know how you would make it more bouncy? No, that's an interesting question. I bet lots of technology involved. How would you make it more bouncy? Oh, you just add spring water. <laughs> Get some avian, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit of avian. This is spring water. It makes it bouncy. Oh, you're that amazing. ties back to last week's joke about the springs and the watches. That's right. It does. <laughs> We're all and actually, as you say that, um, I think. A few weeks ago, there was something about a spotted cheetah or something. So I think we're yeah. like, we're all on the same page. We're kind of mm-hmm. um, transgressing into a new level where everything's coming together. And that no. is scary. <laughs> What's even more scary, Bill was at the at his restaurant having his, um, his he, the waitress brought him his soup for his dinner. And so he got it and waitress went away. So he starts eating it, but he's he's like, something's wrong here. And he calls the waitress back over and says, sorry, Miss Waitress, thank you for bringing my soup. But I've discovered something wrong with it. I want to know, what is this fly doing in my soup? And the waitress says, looks like the backstroke. (laughs) But I knew, see, even before I started, I actually knew you would know what I was going to say. And you know, you know, that's that same that same customer later on got another bowl of soup and oh, called yeah? the waitress over and said, uh, "There's there's still a fly in my soup." Oh. She says, "I know our chef used to be a tailor." Uh, <laughs> this is where the puppy brain. Okay, so say that all again. The guy says, "There's a fly in my soup," and the waitress says, "Yes, I know our chef used to be." A tailor. Uh, there are so many badoom boom chings right there. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of soup, yeah, I remember once that you told me that you loved alphabet soup, but then again, mm-hmm. I may just be putting words in your mouth. That reminds me yes. of when we were talking about salt just now, which we weren't. But we so, could be. But we could be. So I'm going to be insulted by everything you say. Let's pepper that into the conversation. I think I already said that last week. Anyway, Susan says, Mom, may I have 10 cents for a man? Because he's crying outside. And I find, again, it's 1968. So 10 cents goes a long way, I guess. A long way. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's a man crying outside, Mom, and I feel bad for him. So could I please have 10 cents? And Mom says, I don't know. What is he crying about? And Susan says, the ice cream is only 10 cents. Huh? I don't know. What? What? <laughs> I don't, I don't. what? <laughs> what? Romans and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll let someone try and figure what I just said out. If you figure it out, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go to court lately. Oh, no. Recently. That's horrible. I know. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I had a lot of. I had a lot of traffic tickets. Yeah. Oh. And 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 so I went I went to court and I said I am here to dispute six of my traffic tickets. Six of them. Okay. And the judge said repeat infractions. <sighs> I said okay, fine. I'm here to dispute three fifths of my traffic tickets. Because <laughs> oh. repeat infractions, <laughs> and he did. I I actually kind of love that. <laughs> <laughs> But you knew I would. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew. That's why I saved it for last. And that is the last joke that I have. And and that takes the pie. 
Well, Tabin, that brings us to the end of our show once the again. End of the show. And once again, we have spent an hour. Hard to hard to believe that we've spent an hour together. Wow, really? We keep it's wow. Like, that's it's just amazing how fast this goes by anymore. You know, when I'm all caught up, you know, listening and reviewing our episodes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I'm like working out on the egg timer or something, or pulling mm-hmm. weeds outside with my pauses, I've I've gone back and started listening to all them again, and I'm back on uh, episode three, halfway through the one with oh. um, our first guest, A and W. AW's chair Gabriel. Very, very good interview with him, by the way. He said a lot of cool things. Anyway, you had said to me at one point, because I had mentioned how at these days when I say certain things, like you don't even react. You're just right. like, nope, it's not going to do. It. <laughs> yeah. And I forget if he said it on the on the episode or if it was afterwards. And you said, like, yeah, I've learned don't one. It's probably a bad idea to respond to that because Tabin and also my bare brain starts going down other little bunny trails and stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so you're so we talked about how like we're um, this is helping you work on yourself. And that's great. And so we're doing great things. So um, why I bring this up is because I, I was listening to episode two the other day. Okay. And I listened to that. And, and one, of course. And I totally know what you mean now, because back in episode one and two, and probably a few later, you were so going down the bunny trail. It was amazing. So any further that hasn't heard the earlier stuff, if you want to hear the Barely's bunny trail, uh, please do. It's amazing. Love it. Shout out to our wonderful Barely. <laughs> Little bear bunny trails. Yes. I, I totally understand now. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, because yeah. when you said that before, it's like, okay, I can kind of see what you're saying, but I can't hear it. I don't know. But going back right. and listening, it's like, ah, oh, okay. I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> well, you're a, you're a braver fur than I am because I, I don't go back and listen to our old episodes. <laughs> well, well, you know, at one point, um, like a few weeks ago, I thought, you know, I'm all caught up, but I'm going to be working out on the egg timer. And so mm-hmm. I, I want something to listen to. Music is good and stuff. But hey, let's go back and listen to some like episode one. Isn't that scary? Oh. Let's just try it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm I'm sure it was so bad. But but, you know, we had to learn. We learned and we learned and we have gotten better and better and better. And we've got we have fans and we have a staff and we have and a lot of fun. Staff. And it's amazing, and we have followers that come on our show because they want to. And it's amazing. We love being part of you and helping you out and entertaining you, and that's what we're here for, and we, we love it. That's yeah. right. So, you know, if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at mm-hmm. ko-fi.com. If you'd like to send us a letter, again, I keep asking for people to send us messages, and nobody ever does, but, you know. Maybe they're like Jay, and they're, like, just scared or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's like, just send us a letter. Send us anything. Yeah, I, I'm asking, asking, asking. You know, we're on Twitter, we're on Telegram, we're on Facebook, Facebook. we're on Wikifur, we're on Fur Life, we're on Flaya. Flaya? No. Fre- or how do you pronounce uh, it? Flayra. 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 Not, not, not Flaya. Flaya the fish. We're on all of those <laughs> those places. So reach out. And with that, Tabin, I'm going to say, since we're staying with the Auf Wiedersehen, with the German, I'm going to say Auf Wiedersehen to you. To you. And I'm going to try and not like, so I guess I am actually, because remember last time we talked about Mm how you knew I was going to do this. I can see your face. You knew exactly (laughs) what was going to happen. So I'm going to do it. Um, Okay. 
Okay, here we go. So last week we talked about how we've been noticing my sinus. This is a perfect example. Going longer and longer and longer. And eventually it'll get to the point where like barely says, Hi, Taven, how are you doing? And I start signing off. And an hour and a half later, that's the end of the show. Thank you. No no one else got to talk because I was saying bye the whole time. So I'm going to try and keep it short, much too late, and say thank you all. (laughs) Thank you all you first if you're listening. If you've seen either of our YouTubes and enjoy it, we're really glad you do because that means a lot to us. We want to entertain. Mm -hmm. We want to be part of the community still. We want to be with you. We love you. And and thank you so much. And we hug. And hopefully we'll see you at a con again someday. And other than that, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Love you all. Bark, bark. Wake, wake. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Began, and is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Keynes. This week's interview was edited by Rain Raccoon. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate, Reg Day, with Damien Tanuki. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at BFFT chat, on Twitter, on our Facebook page, or on the barelyfurcasting.com webpage. You can also help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash barely Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week. Mm-hmm.